You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition and their new centerfire rifle ammunition, Terminal Ascent. Now, the Terminal Ascent has a slipstream polymer tip that helps flatten trajectories and initiates low-velocity expansion at longer ranges. The Terminal Ascent gives you match-grade long-range accuracy in a bonded hunting bullet and it comes in a variety of cartridges including the 6.5 Creedmoor, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 28 Nosler, the 7mm Remington Mag 30-06 and the 300 Win Mag. If you want to find more information about the Terminal Ascent, visit federalpremium.com and while you're there, check out It's Federal Season, the official podcast of Federal Ammunition. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And this week we're talking about regulation changes. So a couple weeks ago we talked about waterfowl regulation changes. Today we're going to be talking about deer and turkey regulation changes. So these are the proposed changes. They're not they're not a done deal yet, but there's nothing real controversial in these. Nothing that I would expect much in the way of pushback on. So I would expect these things to go into effect for the 20, you know, this coming fall 2021 hunting season. But uh, don't take this episode for the actual laws because they may not go into effect. So when they do go into effect, though, we'll be sure to update you all and let you know what's what's changing. So. Before we get into that, I want to talk about our sponsor, which is the Blue Collar Bull Sale in Somerset, Ohio. So these bulls are herd improvement bulls, and they're a great way to add value to your next calf crop. Whether you're a purebred breeder or a commercial producer, they've got you covered. The sale is going to be Saturday, March 27th. So if you're interested and you want more information on improving your herd genetics, go to Facebook and search Blue Collar Bull Sale. The information, the event will come up. You'll get more details on the event and what's going to be offered, the address, all of that kind of stuff. So check them out. Blue Collar Bull Sale. These bulls are bred to work. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so we're recording during this big uh, snowstorm, or the the start of it, I guess. This is February 15th, the day after uh, Valentine's Day, so uh, hopefully everybody... (laughs) Uh, had a good Valentine's Day, I guess, if that's something you celebrate. I don't know. We don't, we did something for, for Ella, but Amanda and I don't do anything for Valentine's Day. What do you, you guys do Valentine's Day still or been married too long for that? (laughs) Yeah, we didn't. I mean, my wife and I went out and went to lunch. We had, we got a sitter Saturday morning, went to lunch and then went around to some like, home show store type places to look at try to get ideas for the house yeah that was our valentine's day it was pretty thrilling 
yeah. no, not in the sense of like true Valentine's Day, romantic dinner. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on. The other thing I've been doing is trying to. I I don't know if you guys do this, but I try to like at the end of the season since it's all fresh in my head, like what do I need like as far as gear wise or, you know, what broke throughout the season, what needs replaced, what do I want to upgrade, that kind of thing. So I've been making little tweaks like that. Nothing nothing major. Most of it is, you know, if you if listeners have been listening, I you know, you'll you'll know I uh <clears throat> tried hunting out of a saddle this year and so most of it is like just little tweaks, gear tweaks for that to make that easier or work better that sort of stuff but i saw trophy line which is the saddle brand that i have just announced a new platform i don't know if you guys saw that or not but it seems like every no, time I... I turn around there's a new <laughs> new saddle new saddle company new platform new you know something yeah yeah, that's the thing with the outdoor space. Is it's always they're always making something new, and if you try to keep up with it and have the latest and greatest, you can spend a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Well, even like it seems like with saddle stuff, especially you know, it's there. People, I think some of it, you know, when we talked, there's a lot of like what's comfortable or ideal for one guy is not comfortable or ideal for another guy. And so there's, it just seems like there's a, you know, they're all like little tweaks, but may or may not make a big difference, you know, on things like that. So it's, I don't know. I think they're, they're, everybody's stores still sorting out what works, what brands are going to be around in another five years you know what companies what uh what do people actually want what do people actually need what's you know lightweight but but still safe and and effective and all of that stuff so we'll see but i guess sort of uh along the lines of things changing we're going to talk today about the proposed whitetail regulation changes for I guess it would be the 2021-2022 season and uh, basically the the way I actually didn't have time to look into much of this so Jeff is going to kind of present these and then we'll we'll talk about thoughts maybe why they're doing that or what implications that may have Um, so Anything else you guys want to touch on before uh, we get into the topic for the day? No, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to get into it. Okay. Though, the other thing I did just buy today is I broke down and bought a new turkey call. A, 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 I don't know what, a pot call, you know, a <clears throat> friction call. I had a slate, a little slate call, but it, it's just a little one that came in like one of those cheapo primos learned a turkey hunt kits you know 
and so I, I ended I bought like my first real turkey pot call. So I bought a glass one, a crystal or whatever they call them. So we'll see. See if it helps me. <laughs> can't can't hurt, I guess. I don't know. Good, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not very good at any sort of calling. Like I don't know, that's just not something I'm very good at at all. With calls, the one thing I'm always like just blown away by is just the huge discrepancy in price. You can buy yeah. a call for twenty dollars and you can buy a call for a hundred and twenty dollars. You know, it's like holy smokes. Yeah. With turkey calling, my bread and butter is just clucking. Because I can mm. do that real well. So if I just, you know, do some clucking, you know, I can't screw up that. Right. You know, if I can get in close enough that they can hear me clucking, that's that's all I'm doing. Yeah, I <clears throat> I've been practicing with the the diaphragm calls and I I think I can do okay. You know, I'm by no means a, a champion caller, but I think it's sufficient for, you know, getting a turkey to respond. My my problem is I don't I don't get the sense that they carry as well. Like I kind of feel like my strategy for this year is gonna be some of my, you know, handheld calls for locating or getting birds' attention off in the distance and then once they know something's up, I can move to the the diaph- the mouth calls, diaphragm calls to try to coax them in the rest of the way, but we'll see. All right. So Jeff, what do you got for us? I gotta say, man, you are on top of the rigs that kind of stuff, man. You you're you're usually texting us in our in our group message long before I see any kind of post or get an email or or anything so you are on top of that stuff yeah so uh when it comes to deer hunting there's there's two new regulation changes that you know are are of interest there's a couple of other small things um but there's two things that are of real interest um then they also have some other regulation changes for uh turkey season and other seasons that we'll get into later as well um but the first major change is that you are now allowed to harvest antler deer on public land um throughout the whole season well this is Um, proposed change right this isn't yes correct these are proposed changes um usually the proposed changes go through um the last major change that i remember that didn't pass that you know didn't get uh uh, enacted in the law was the bobcat trapping which was basically because there was a huge public outcry um against that and i think our hunter's voice wasn't quite as strong um but well and what didn't the coyote thing that never right they were gonna oh yeah well and yeah that one they kind of pulled yeah they pulled ahead of time but yes it it didn't you're right you're right about that one 
So oh, it so it never even made it to the proposed list. It was like going to be on the list, and people because we did some a, a couple episodes on that. Yeah, it never made it to the public hearings stage. Okay, like All it was right. a proposed change, but I think before it ever made it to the public hearing stage, they pulled it because they realized that basically the public was not happy about this and they were going to have hours upon hours of people, you know, speaking against mm. it. Yeah. Um, so these are proposed changes. They may not get acted enacted in the law, but, but this is what they're proposing. And this is what's likely to be the laws next year. All right. So what was that first? Tell me that first one again. So, uh, Antlerless deer can be harvested on public land throughout the entire season. Okay. Um, so the past couple of years, yeah. antlerless deer, you weren't allowed to harvest antlerless deer on public land after gun season. First yeah. gun season. Bonus gun, you know, after the first week-long gun season. Which I knew um, when they first enacted that, that caused a lot of, I mean, it was a big change, but it, just the, I think the way they had to word it, you know, because they ha- it was most public land, but they've had that caveat statement in there because there were some public hunting areas that you were still allowed. Or so, you guys remember right. that? Where it yeah, was like yeah, yeah. lots of confusion. Yeah, because it's, it's any public land that is owned or administered by the ODNR. Well, there's public hunting that isn't owned or administered by the ODNR, but it's very small. You know, there's very few places. So yeah, it, 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 there was a lot of confusion about it. Um, but yeah, so this will open up, you know, hunting opportunities to people to harvest their doe whenever they feel fit. You know, some people really enjoy that late season hunting and you know the past couple of years they've not been able to to harvest the dough if they wanted to late season on public land and so you think did they say is this a is this a response to the populations being where they want them to and they need to kind of yes it's a it's a response to the population going up and they want to open up more hunting opportunities okay um you're still only allowed one doe on public land but you can take that one doe um at any point during the season from uh september 25th to or february 6th okay those are the proposed season dates next year and from the first day to the last you can take your doe on on public land um, private land, you've always been able to harvest those whenever you saw fit. Right. Yeah. To fill your tags. So I really like this change. Um, you know, I, I really have enjoyed in the past hunting on public land late season because no one's there. Like you actually get some privacy and can have a you're actually hunting the deer and not the other people you know like where are the deer where are other people going to push the deer to right yeah so 
Yeah, I, I like I, this change. I see it being a good uh, a, a good change that people will embrace. I, I you know I can't imagine there'll be enough uproar or, or people upset about it that they wouldn't follow through with it. Especially if the science is there that says, "Yep, we're you know, we we are from a from a herd management standpoint, we're at a point where we can open up that opportunity, or or uh, how do I want to say this, uh, re-add that that opportunity or give that expand that opportunity, if you will." Yeah, we can increase the the harvest and hunting, well, and just really hunting pressure a little bit, you know, herd sizes to that point. Right. Um, One thing that hopefully in the future will happen is this will be, you know, there won't be statewide laws as to how many deer you can harvest on public land, you know. It'll be more regional or, you know, hopefully maybe at some point Ohio will go to uh, deer management units. Um, Honestly, I was kind of surprised that they weren't trying, you know, they weren't proposing that this year. Um, It seems like there's a lot of support of uh, going to deer management units instead of having uh, bag limits set by counties. Yeah, um, I was going to say why. I guess do we know what the resistance is as to why they don't want to make that change yet, or what they're still waiting to figure out? I don't. Have they seen or I, I yeah, I mean I they've assume been tossing it around or thinking about it for at least two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. To I mean seriously considering right. it I, for two years. I just have to assume that they're not quite prepared yet. You know, to I mean, it's a big change. The deer at that uh, level, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to sort out with, like, where exactly are the lines going to be? You know, how are we from a wildlife officer going to staff this? Um, how are we going to communicate it to the public? Right? I mean, right. if just if just changing the fact that you're not no longer allowed to harvest does after gun season on public land created that much confusion uh, i mean holy smokes right yeah imagine when yeah. and if they do roll this out you know it's going to be lots of well, questions i would imagine yeah it's gonna i mean for us personally it's gonna probably decrease the amount of not that we ever max out our limits but you know where we hunt we're right on a county line some of the properties we hunt are one county some of the properties we hunt are another county so we're able to kind of double dip so to speak and play the two counties but it's all going to be in the i would assume in the same deer management area because it's the same herd of deer you know yeah Yeah. so be the at that point does it increase you know your limits or does it stay I i don't know i guess these are all questions it's hypotheticals but well, and where it, where it, I mean, again, this isn't part of the proposed changes, so don't, listeners, don't get confused. This is just us talking. But where it may hose us, not hose us, but but um, may uh, hurt us a little bit in in our particular situation is we hunt 
two different areas of the state. And at least initially when we had talked to them about this, there, you know, there was talks of having different tags per For different. DMU, deer management right. unit. So right. Instead of just buying a deer tag that's valid anywhere in the state, you may buy a tag that's valid for a northeast zone and need to then also buy a tag that's valid for southeast zone. Yeah. And I think that's probably another thing that's kind of holding up the change or them really is the confusion with that. Yeah. You know, because I've I've in the, the survey, the hunter the deer hunter survey in the past couple of years, they've kind of phrased things in different ways. You know, kind of like if we made the law this way, what would you think? Right. And cause I think the most recent one was it, you would get a certain allotted number of tags, like two tags. Every hunter would have two tags that they could use anywhere in the state, but then there would be, other tags that would be unit specific and you know so i think they're trying to iron out those details for sure okay you know was what what would be have the most public support because yeah like what how you could play the things close to county lines it it can really hurt deer populations close to a county line you know, because we have more than one hunting place that we hunt that is right on county lines. And yeah. it's like, oh, I can just go right over there and shoot another limit. Yeah, you know, right. where that's not really in the spirit of the law, I don't think. Yeah, you could you could imagine a scenario where that sort of micro ecosystem or that you know that sort of micro environment could really kind of get knocked back yeah okay i want to pause here briefly to talk about our sponsor mastin's deer sense so mastin's is a deer scent company and they make high quality scents at very reasonable prices so we've had good luck with their 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 scents they work well for us. I know it's not hunting season right now, but you can use scent for other things like getting deer in front of your camera if you want to monitor when antlers are dropping or when fawns drop. Deer are cr curious creatures, so they're bound to come check out the smell. So if, if you're interested, you want to try that out, check out mastinsdeersense.com. Or you can just go to ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors and get all of our sponsor information there. But I encourage you to check them out. Like I said, we've had really good success with them and we just like the stuff. So check them out, mastinsdeersense.com. But yeah, so that's a good good proposal, I think. Um, you know, I I liked that the the old, the current system, you know, encouraged early doe harvest because then it allowed the the does that were going to overwinter you know got the mouths off of the landscape early so the overwintering does potentially had more food 
you know, were able to store more fat because mouths were taken from the population earlier. Um, but also anything that limits hunting opportunities, you know, I'm kind of against, you know, some people have jobs that they're, you know, the only time they can get out is late season. So I, I support this change for sure. Um, the other major change to deer regulations is that the, uh, the deer management tags will now be valid in all 88 counties on private land. Not on public, not on public. Um, were they before? I don't, th- I don't think so. I, at, I mean, in the past they were, but I think they removed them from public land a few years ago. Um, and they're valid on public on certain public lands, but this is another one of those things where it gets, it's more confusing than, you know, it's easier to say that they're not valid on all public land because the, the certain situations are so limited. Right. You know, they're valid for like controlled hunts and maybe one or two or three other public hunting areas that have some population issues or they're really looking to limit the the deer population on. So I'm looking at the at the regs book for 2019-2020. And I don't know. I'm not seeing it's just for under deer management permit. Now, again, you know, I'm just kind of looking at this quickly. So I'm, I'm, you know, I could be missing it, but the deer, deer management permit may be used to take antlerless deer only in select counties and at division of wildlife authorized controlled hunts. Deer management permit will not be sold after November 29th. Hunters are not required to buy an either sex deer permit before purchasing a deer management permit and says open counties for deer management permits um so i think i mean the way i'm reading it today if you were in a county that was allowed to use a deer management permit you could have used it on either private or public land yeah that's that's possible i i'm not sure on that but I know the new proposal is they will be valid in all 88 counties, but private land only. Okay. Well, that simplifies because that was always a, another point of confusion, right? Because there was the map of what counties you're allowed the, the management permits. And even last year they had, they had three deer counties like two different types of three deer counties, right? You had three deer counties that you could use the deer management permits and three deer counties that you couldn't use the three deer or the, the deer management permits. And so just saying that they're allowed on all 88 on private land, that, that should simplify. Right. That should simplify that regulation a little bit, I would imagine. Right. And there's not a limit. You know, you can harvest all of your deer using the deer management with the proposed regulation. Tag. Oh. You know, and so all, as long as it's before, because they're still cutting right, it yes. off at the. At the beginning of gun season. Okay. All right. 
So. Um, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, because I've I've bought deer management tags in the past, and it's like, oh well, I wasn't able to use it on the the property that I was hoping to use it on, and you know now it's basically a waste because it was only valid in that one county. I'm starting to think deer management permits are bad luck for me. <laughs> it seems like every time I buy one, I have a a crummy season or at least a crummy early season. I bought one last year and had a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty tough deer season. So, yeah, I think I've only ever successfully filled one deer management permit. And that was when they had that early, uh, early doe season for muzzleloader. I think that's the only Um, time I've ever successfully filled a deer management tag. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it's uh, bad juju for you and I. Sort of like calling yeah. your shot, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. Yeah. 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 So uh, the next proposed uh, rule change is that, and this is basically the opposite situation of the deer, is that uh, on Turkey. On public land, you can only harvest one bearded bird in on the spring season. Oh, really? You, yeah, you used to be able to harvest both of your spring birds on public land. Now you can only harvest one on public land. Oh, I is, see. Yeah. So they're not dropping the bag limit. They're just dropping. You've got to break it up land. between public yeah. and private. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You know, the bag limit is still two birds, but only one of them can be taken on public land. And that's due to a declining population due to poor nesting, you know, poor uh, poult batches. Recruitment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're trying to give, at least on public land because you could still you could shoot both of them on private right 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 okay which so i mean i to... yeah i think when it comes to turkey hunting i mean i think that this one's pretty fair right now um turkey numbers are pretty low and uh it seems that the people who know how to find turkeys on public land are the ones you know they're they're getting two birds while other people are getting zero and yeah. so kind of gives more opportunities to to people to maybe catch a dumb bird you know new hunters especially um to catch a bird that isn't quite as wise and you know less hunting pressure in the woods because People have already got their one bird. Yeah. Forces them to look other places. I need a dumb bird. That's what I'm looking for this spring. I need a real dumb one. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to follow Jeff around. He found the one that had the busted leg last year. That's the one. That's the kind you need. (laughs) I know. I need one that got its butt whooped and it can't get away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, that, that was pretty lucky. 
That was by far the biggest turkey I've ever shot. That was a big turkey. Yeah, that's what we need. But yeah, and, and it's gimped up or something, or half yeah. blind, or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I I'm really good at calling in hens, calling in bearded birds. I I don't do well at. I don't know why. Maybe they like your clucking. If all you're doing is yeah. clucking. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like I mean yeah that could be. I'm I'm very good, and I mean I'll get them to walk right up on me. Walk up, you know, stand at five yards. Then you know they realize oh well there's no other birds around here so I'm gonna wander off, and I think. Uh, as they wander off, you know, the the toms that I might have been calling are like, oh, well, the the hens are going that way. I'm going to go that way instead of towards this one making a racket up the hill. Yeah. So. And then uh, the final uh, regulation change of interest is they've moved back the second split of goose season in the southern zone uh one week so the season starts a week later and ends a week later in the southern zone Um, okay which i think a lot of people are going to be happy with the the people who are really going to be happy are the people who have access to land where snow goose are you know snow geese are coming um, because the past couple of years, right towards the end, like the last week of goose season, uh, Southwest Ohio has gotten large, you know, each year it seems to be larger and larger snow goose flocks coming in, um, which is a unique opportunity for Ohio hunters and, uh, the bag limits are pretty generous, so if you can get on some, you can really have a a long day of shooting. Yeah. So I think I think people, you know, are going to be happy with that. At least some are. I'm sure some people are going to not be happy because they want to hunt when it's not, you know, 20 below. <laughs> yeah. But. I think that's a exciting change and will allow for some some more opportunities to harvest birds and hopefully some people can get on the snow geese that have uh, started to come to the state, you know, later in the season. Yeah, that'd be cool. So no changes to deer or turkey, like any any major changes to deer or turkey season dates it's still based you know sort of the standard seasons yeah still the standard seasons um the only real change that i really noticed with uh deer season dates is that uh muzzleloader is usually it falls the first saturday in january well, the first Saturday in January this year is New Year's Day. Oh. So I think 
they moved it back. Like, I think that's the reason it, it's now the eighth. So it's a week later. Okay. So that's the only major change in, in dates. Um, both turkey and deer, all the bag limits are proposed to stay the same. You know, two bearded birds in the spring and then all the county bag limits for deer are proposed to stay exactly the same. Okay. Like one thing I'll mention on Turkey is, uh, I guess, Turkey season dates this year. So in a couple spring Turkey season for 2021. So here in a couple months, Turkey season starts on a Saturday, whereas historically it, it opened on a Monday. So that was, you know, that's not this set of proposed changes. That was last year's proposed changes, but just to make people aware, that is a, a change that, uh, will be, uh, depending on if you like it opening on a, on a weekend or not, will be, uh, benefiting from, or, or I guess experiencing this year here in a couple of months. So. Yeah. And the proposed changes, you know, next year's proposed seasons have uh, spring turkey opening on a Saturday again. Okay. So uh, they at least thought it was a good enough idea to keep at least for another year. Well, and some of that, like turkey season's weird when, it, you know, based on timing, because they enact this thing and they haven't really. Like they're proposing next year's twenty spring of twenty twenty two turkey changes before we've done the spring of twenty twenty one turkey changes, right? Like so. Right, right. They're making timing. the rules for next year before this year's seasons even happened. Yeah. Yeah, and you right. know something catastrophic could happen this year that. Yeah. It is a little weird with timing, but I'm I'm sure that they, you know, if something catastrophic did happen, that they would be able to, you know, pass emergency, you know, rule changes. Yeah. Yeah, I got to imagine it's just Big a, day numbers like, went up 10 times or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to imagine they they just it's a convenience thing to do at that time of year when they're doing the other big game changes versus having to convene another meeting that's basically just for turkey changes or something and go through another set of public hearing or public comment period and it's just got to be a convenience thing, I'm sure. Yeah. Or yeah, I would guess. Well, and yeah, just you know, they're, it's a, kind of a bookkeeping thing, even. You know, like they do a complete regs book book year in in one sitting. Mm, yeah, okay. So those are the changes, though, for or the proposed changes for yeah this coming fall and into spring of 2022. Yeah, which, so I, I mean, I think they're... They're all pretty positive changes. You know, it's good that they are seeing population growth in the deer herd because I think most hunters felt that population numbers were low 
Um, you know, they they were nothing like they were, you know, X number of years ago, 10, whatever number you want to say. You know, so it's good that they're showing some population growth. Um, but still, you know, I, I think they're still being a little conservative with allowing, you know, only allowing one doe on public land. You know, I think that's a pretty conservative uh, rule that they enacted a few years ago. And, you know, it'll help increase public land deer herds. Sure. Yeah. We need to take a quick break here and talk about our sponsor, Monster Whitetail Grub. So Monster Whitetail Grub and their products is a great way to maintain your your deer's herd health through the winter, through these hard, you know, as we're getting through the end of February into the beginning of March before things start to green up. That's a, that's a hard time for deer. Having some sort of feed out or supplement out for them is a great way to maintain their health so that they can get into fawning season healthy and get into antler growth season healthy. So if you're interested in that, you want to try some of their stuff. They've got their signature feed. They've got flavored corn. They've got straight mineral, which I know guys like to run in the spring. So whatever you need, they've got it. Go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors, and you can get in touch with Monster Whitetail Grub, try some of their stuff, and let us know how it works for you. So what do you, you guys want to put uh, odds on tur- turkey success? How, how confident are you that you're going to get a turkey this spring? <laughs> uh, I would have to start mine pretty low, seeing as I've never gotten one. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I would say mine's under 50%. I would more likely not to than to get one, but. I'm going to give it the old college try. I'm going to give myself. The one year I was close. I had one. It just got hung up. So I'll give myself a 50-50 chance. That was last year? Uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, I think it was last year. The first first sit. Because I had dad calling for me. Because dad seems to be able to speak turkey. So. Yeah, dad was my caller, and we had one fired up, but he just got hung up. He never came up into the field. We were hunting a field on top of a ridge, and he was over. We were on one side of the – it's like a narrow field, maybe 40 yards across. And we were on one side of it, and he was down over the ridge on the other, and he just never could make it up. And then after he was done with us, we went and looked, and we're like, oh, Christ, he never was coming through that junk. We should have known. <laughs> we didn't know what was down there, but it was there was just no way for him to get to us. Okay. So I'm gonna go. Let me see here. I always go into turkey season like I'm getting one for sure this year, and then you know my my hopes are always dashed. So um, I'm gonna go slightly better than you, Jake. I'm gonna say I'm I got a sixty percent chance. Trying to be realistic because I want to say like 75, 80, but that feels over. That feels overconfident, especially considering. Well, I don't know. Total, I guess I'm going to have more. I've got more turkey hunting days on the calendar this year than 
well, than last year, certainly, but than really any year prior. But that first weekend, normally I would have three days. This year, I'm only going to have two days. So, and that's if everything goes right with my with my schedule. So, all right. Jeff, what do you got? What are you feeling? I'm putting my odds pretty high this year. Um, I, because last year, I think what really screwed me up a lot was the the hunting pressure. Um, okay. You know, there was a lot of hunting pressure last year during spring turkey because of the pandemic. Um, hopefully, people will be back at work. You know, so uh, hunting pressure will be a little bit lower. Um, so I'm I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, the other thing, but it starts on a makes, we're going down on the weekend, right? You think that's going to make the pressure astronomically high? I think the other camps that are in our hollow will be will be down there yeah. that first weekend hunting. Yeah. I would say the camp where you shot old broken leg, they're going to be butthole to elbows. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of up guys until, up until last year, they only ever had one guy hunt out of there. Um, oh, but then, yeah, last year there was a ton of guys. And I don't think they really had think... much clue how to turkey hunt and. All you know, all they really did was stir the birds up. Yeah. Hey man, but I've never killed a turkey. My advice would be to stay away from that area. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, last year I was uh, a little bit generous to those guys. Um, You know, I if I heard turkeys that were, you know, it's like, oh, one of those guys is probably closer to that bird and you know they're gonna you know i'll let them go over and get after that one well last year i had that guy come up basically blow up my set and not care and you know basically be a jerk so i'm not going to be gracious to them if i hear a turkey goblin you know i'm i'm going after it i'm gonna run and gun after it so yeah at least uh, I'll have that. And then uh, I have, you know, I've been catching uh, turkey on the trail camera on my, my property. So last year I didn't have much luck. Um, but in the years past, I've had some pretty good luck. And, uh, you know, if things really get uh, down to the wire... I know that there's at least one or two bearded hens that I might be able to trick into coming in because I'm real good at calling in hens. There you go, man. So, you know, if it gets down to the wire. Are you making your odds so high because you're counting bearded hens or you're that high that you're going to come? No, no. If if it gets (laughs) towards the end and a legal bird walks past, I'm going to shoot it. You know, you know. Towards the beginning of the season, well, I don't know. It's hard to 
you know, it's easy to say like, oh, I'll let a bearded hen walk at the beginning of the season. But who knows if if one actually steps out in front of me. Treading, but, on, treading on thin ice, man, with all the conversations on gender. Yeah. and. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That's I, I have to be inclusive. You know what I mean? There you go. There if, you go. If, if that that turkey might identify as a male. So I, you know, I can't discriminate. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, towards the beginning of the season, I'll, you know, basically try for any male bird. You know, I'm not afraid to shoot a Jake whatsoever. That's that's meat on the table. Um, but when it gets later in the season, if uh, a bearded hen walks by, I, you know, I'm not afraid to shoot a bearded hen. So what are you saying? A hundred percent chance? No, no. I mean, <laughs> but. I, I would say I'm 80. I, I okay. better than 75, so I'll say 80. Okay. All right. You know, I I think being you know, I've being one of the first guys to get after the birds, you know, with season starting on a weekend, I think will help. You know, cuz they haven't been called to a bunch and it's a little bit closer to uh, peak breeding, you know, with being able to hunt, you know, because really this year, the season's starting two days earlier than it has in past years. So being able to hunt a little bit closer to the beginning of the season, you know, I think will be helpful. And uh, I'm... I'm not afraid to to really get after him this year. If I hear a turkey gobbling a mile away, I'll I'll chase it down. I'll run get and to, gun to it. Get to stepping, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well, hopefully, I'm hoping we all get a bird this spring. That would uh, make up for a crummy <laughs> a crummy deer season. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Jake, I'm confident, man. I got high hopes for you this year. I think you're getting one. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I got high hopes for me, too. But realistically, I just... We'll see. I'll give it the old college try. Yeah. I know where some turkey are down there, usually. I mean, I haven't been down there to double-check this year. But I know some spots that I've seen turkey and hold turkey, so... Yeah. I think, I think you're big thing is patience this year i know it's very hard to kind of sit and work an area when you're not hearing any birds but you know that there's turkey there so if you just kind of keep working that area eventually you know because eventually the birds are going to start making some noise well you have to understand that the only other person i've ever turkey hunted with his dad and dad doesn't have any patience when it comes to turkey no. correct <laughs> dad will walk 20 miles in a day because if yeah if, if they're not gobbling i'm walking yeah, yeah i i was gonna say i i think my tactic i'm gonna you know because i learned sort of from dad and same thing right if they're not gobbling i'm keep moving and if they're not gobbling, I I might just like 
I know this is a good turkey area. I'm just going to sit here for an hour or something and see what happens. See if I can get something, make something happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're walking through the woods and you're not hearing any goblin that day or any turkey that day and you find a spot where they've been turning up the leaves, like just sit down there and call for an hour, two hours. Because there's a good chance you might, you know, there's a bird close that might come in silently. Yeah. Well, that's not as much fun because, you know, I've shot birds that came in silently and it's not nearly as much fun. But, well, and I think that's why dad is like, you know, to just shoot a bird that happens to come through the woods, you know, is like that's not near as fun as one goblin and coming in, spitting and drumming, you know, and he wants that excitement. Yeah. Right. Which I can't blame him, but I also want to kill a turkey this year. Yeah. It's either that or like mix up our normal handful of spots that we go. I mean, there's a lot of other public around us that we don't usually touch. That's That's my other possible strategy is just keep driving well yeah and i mean yeah some of uh some of the public that you know basically we drive the road and listen for turkeys like if we actually were to walk into the into the woods and you know walk the ridges you know you might get one to fire off yeah you know there's a lot of public that basically all we do to turkey hunt it is drive down the road and listen for turkeys. And if we don't hear any turkeys, you know, in that hollow, then we drive to the next. Right. So. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, like we said, I, I would expect all of these proposed changes will go into, go into effect. I don't see anything being so controversial that, you know, they would not go forward with it. So most likely those are your, your, the changes you should expect to see for the 2021-2022 season coming up. So hopefully that was uh, informative and hopefully y'all are getting ready for turkey season. Mm-hmm.